0: morning, Liberty.
1: Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson, talking about rare coin collections. That's a new thing that Charlie's getting into uh,
0: investing in. I have so many of them. So many of them. Yeah, yeah. and that's what CEOs do. You guys think it's a mattress? Yeah. No. I'm stuffing cash in rare coins. Now, like The
1: other day, I was looking through my room. I found this penny from 1992. Uh, got to be worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, that thing's 30 years old. If man. I understand
1: the way that coin collections go, mm. I think that that's how it works. So anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of rare coin uh, collections. And you got to make sure that you smash that follow button and tell your friends and family members to stop what they're doing right now. Uh, Even if it's trying to resuscitate someone who just had a heart attack, stop and listen to this podcast at the moment.
0: I forgot to tell you that reminds me of a personal story. Okay. Remember last week I was out for travel. I do remember last week. Yeah. It started. Well, so we went to Vegas for the week. That was the week before the week before. Yeah. Yeah. Went to Vegas for the weekend, Memorial day weekend, had a good time. We are at the airport to board our plane back in Nashville to board our plane down to the Dominican Republic. That thing needs some WD-40s. All right. Okay, sorry. (laughs) So we're in Nashville in line to, uh, well, to check in, to check our bags. And this guy falls over right in front of us. Okay. And of course, my wife is a nurse. Now, we didn't announce that, but she did. And she's like, she's so calm in these situations, which is nice. Well, She's used to it being an ER nurse. Um, so the guy kind of collapses, and then everyone around us is kind of panicking. And I told one of the workers there, like, hey, like, I'll call 911 to get an ambulance there. Like, can you find the nearest AED? Because I, f- I feel like th- for those, those are automated. Uh, defibrillators, essentially automated emergency defibrillators, something like that. Anyway, I feel like somebody who works there would know where the closest one was rather than me. And he was like, oh, no, I'm going to call the airport police. I was like, "Okay." so then I just found the near it wasn't far, found the nearest one, brought it over. And then he gets all situated, ended up he wasn't having a heart attack, which is good. I told him to listen to the show (laughs) and (laughs) he said he would. And uh, then we get up there, and we didn't have to pay for our bags. How about that? Yeah, Uh, American (laughs) Airlines gave us free bags. So that heart attack you talked about reminded me of that. Okay, great story. That's great. I wanted to tell. I'm really glad. I'm really happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's how our trip started. Good.
1: Good. All right, well, Charlie, tell everyone about the first story, <laughs> or what is the second story? Not a personal story that has to. Do with... <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, you know. All had to say, you should subscribe to the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't want to end up like that guy. No. Okay. No, you don't. Okay. So anyway, I saw what's been trending on Twitter all day is libs of TikTok, and I was like, okay, why? One, it's because Elon Musk responded to one of the posts from libs of TikTok, and so now obviously he's. Uh, become an exponentially worse person because he uh, sees things from That's
0: from that account. Really good for the libs of TikTok. It account. is. It
1: has been very good for libs of TikTok, except yeah. for the fact that apparently Twitter is discussing banning libs of TikTok because they're basically inspiring a genocide against transgender people. Of course they are. Yeah, it's literally what the uh, employees were said, and a leaked uh leaked conversation.
0: So, this from the New York Post. Leaked messages allegedly reveal. Twitter mulling ban of Libs of TikTok account. So the woman behind the controversial Libs of TikTok Twitter account, and also obviously TikTok account. um, Not TikTok. No, just Libs of TikTok. They're banned on TikTok. I know they're banned on TikTok. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. She had obtained internal Slack messages from Twitter employees, indicating that the social media company is thinking about banning her. The Slack messages show that one Twitter employee, this is interesting, by the way, Twitter communication device mm-hmm. uses Slack yeah, for yeah. internal communications. Of course. Like, yeah, okay.
1: between, between employees at the, yeah. at the company. Yeah.
0: Anyway, here's how the messages read. Um, and they don't say who they're from, but this is how they read. Uh, like, I don't get how this account, which exists solely to generate targeted violence at marginalized people, Yep. continues to be allowed to post, one of the employees wrote. So that's the only reason this account exists, mm-hmm. is to specifically uh, target violence and marginalized people. That's why. Another employee reacted. Quote, but if we deplatform this account, we might erode trust in our platform from users who already think we're irredem- irredeemably biased against conservatives. The same employee added, I mean, we successfully deplatformed Donald Trump. I don't think deplatforming libs of TikTok is going to cause the mass exodus, but I guess it may not be in our fiduciary interest to enact a ban on a high profile account right now. Got to wait for the dust to settle. Mm-hmm. Okay. The employee continued, I despise and despair the activity that is currently flourishing on our platform and empowering white supremacists and fascists to act with impunity. In conducting harmful emotional and physical violence on trans folks, f o l x folks, <laughs> and the broader LGBTQ plus community, the employee who was reacting to a Twitter post on Sunday by Ari Drennan, who works for Media Matters, um, uh, Chaya of Lives of TikTok is going to get somebody killed. Drennan wrote, she attached screenshots showing posts by Libs of TikTok about a public library in the San Francisco Bay Area that was hosting a drag queen story event for children. The other employee who advocated for the ban replied, trans people are being targeted for genocidal violence during Pride Month.
1: That's what it is when you post about something. I I rolled through all the posts on Libs of TikTok today trying to find uh, the... Genocidal violence, inspiring targeting that was coming from the libs of TikTok, Twitter, and here's how you inspire genocidal violence, uh, according to the left: you post uh, videos of things that they are doing,
0: and you say, "This is what's you happening." You said,
1: "This is something that this person did," and that's how you do it. Yep. That's dangerous. You can't allow stuff like that, mm-hmm. ok? Because then other people see it. That's targeting violence It's clear uh, violence inspiring posts coming from Libs of TikTok. And I try to stay away from that channel because it's obviously the worst of the worst when it comes to political the political nature of our society. I mean, it, it you're cherry picking like the worst anecdotal evidence of people being extremely crazy. And that's what they do, and it's worked out really well. I guess maybe that's something that we should do more often. I'm, I'm not sure. But that's worked out really well. And apparently you can't even talk about these things. In fact, you can't even post that people are doing this because simply posting this makes you someone who's calling for genocidal violence against people. I, th- I think it's a, it's a good thing we've got red flag laws because uh, none of these people that follow libs at TikTok. Uh, or the person who runs Libs of TikTok should be allowed to have a gun. So it's a good thing that we're going to be pushing these red flag laws. You know what I'm reminded up. of?
0: I'm reminded of Dave Chappelle's latest special where he had a, a transgender super fan and who was a, a, a terrible comic. Mm-hmm. Allowed, he allowed her to open for him. And uh, she was trying to stick up for him on Twitter. And her own community came after her for sticking up for Dave Chappelle. So much that she killed herself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. N- not from. Now that's Dave Chappelle's fault. Just so you know.
0: Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. N- now, not because of Liv's a TikTok or, or any conservatives on Twitter. No, it was, well, Dave Chappelle's fault. But the, the mob of her own community, the same LGBTQ people were so mad at her that, they, that she killed herself. It's a pretty
1: sad story, it's although a told, story. although told in a very uh, weirdly funny manner by Dave Chappelle in that special. The I'm very sure, end of it was hilarious. Sure, everyone's seen that. Uh, but yeah, we've got this crazy. You know, when it comes to free speech, uh, and and you know that the obviously the left doesn't actually care about any kind of free speech, and it's not even that you're out there calling for violence. It'd be one thing if Libs of TikTok was actually saying uh, these people are the scum of the earth and need to be wiped off the planet. We can't have these people existing in our society or anything, but literally just posting, "Hey, here's what this person did," you know, mm. and uh, and that's it. And you got the people on the left coming out and say that they're that they're inspiring violence uh, against people, uh, which means that you can't talk about anything that people on the left are doing. I, this is starting to sound oddly familiar for anyone who's like 120 years old. Uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this happen before." You just can't talk about anything that one particular political party. Uh, is or political ideology is doing so anyway this article goes on sorry
0: well that's i mean that's pretty much the end of it It, uh, i'm gonna go down to delete tweet screenshot here um this this is the tweet um, because she was locked out previously from the thread um and it says violating our rules against abuse and harassment you may not engage in the targeted harassment of someone or incite other people to do so (laughs) This includes wishing or hoping that someone experiences physical harm.
1: You can't inspire you can't incite other people
0: to do that. Now let me read the tweet. Yeah. Mega drag thread. They say it's an in- they say it's innocent. They say it's just about inclusion and acceptance. They say no one is trying to confuse, corrupt, or sexualize kids. They lie.
1: And then there's a big thread of videos at these drag shows for kids. That they're yeah. That uh, apparently are just sweeping the nation right now because...
0: So when you call someone a liar <laughs> yeah, on the interweb, if you accuse them of lying, that is a direct threat of violence. And it's only targeted harassment. Or if you incite other people
1: to, to harass people, then you also get in trouble. So mm-hmm. even just saying here is something that people are doing. And then other people that you have incited by saying, here's something that people are doing. Now you are the one that has to remove the tweet because of what other people mm-hmm. did as well. And this is one of those things where they don't delete the tweet. See, they do this. They do this genius thing that, uh, uh, I mean, goes all the way back to people like, uh, let's just say Mao. This is very Maoist type thing for them to do. They don't delete the tweet. They lock you out and then you have to choose to delete the tweet to be able to come back on to Twitter after that, which I guess means that they deleted this this tweet. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, the, well, but
0: I wanted to read the I wanted to read the agreement here. Oh yeah, okay. at the very bottom it says, "By clicking delete, you acknowledge that your tweet violated the Twitter rules." Yeah, they don't give you there's and it's just a delete button. There's no disagree or appeal no nope. like, it's just delete so to be back on their platform now look of course as libertarian <laughs> twitter has every they right on their own company to add whatever buttons they want to we can't force them to have other buttons but we can call them out mm-hmm. for completely just blatantly not telling the truth
1: yeah about what's happening and like i was saying about the the this little Maoist struggle session thing that they do, they they try to break you down. They try to break down your mindset by making you delete the tweet because if it was really about they did the same thing with Babylon B. See, Babylon B put up this article, this sat this satirical article that was so terrible for anyone to be able to see it that they were locked out of their Twitter account uh, about someone being named the man of the year. I can't remember the can't can't remember the person's name. Um, anyway, about someone being man of the year, and and not only did they make it where they have to delete the tweet to be able to get back on, they left the original post out there. You can still go and retweet the post that got them knocked off of Twitter. So it's not even about removing that content from Twitter. It's it's actually about you. Admitting that you were wrong and giving in to the rules that they have put over you and you accepting that they've got the control over you and that you did something wrong and saying, I'm sorry, I won't do it anymore. It's this it's this super uh, genius and terrifying thing it's, <laughs> that they're, that no, they're that's doing
0: psychopathic. manipulation. It, it, is, is, it what is. It is. It actually.
1: is. Literally, the posts are still there. They're still out there. They're so dangerous, you can't be allowed to post anymore. The posts are still there. You've got to click a button admitting that you were wrong to post them. Yeah. That's what they're making you do. Just like Mao China gross. when
0: he would make you it's bury gross. your children alive <laughs> Exactly, for stealing a grain of rice.
1: That's why I said it's a yeah. very Maoist of them. It's uh, uh it's crazy how these things continue to repeat themselves because we're yeah. just talking about things that human beings are doing to other human beings yeah. to uh enact and their control.
0: I want to say something about Pride Month, you know, like it is Pride Month, whatever. It like if you want to be a drag queen or whatever, like go do it. Just don't force other people to go along. If you want to host ch- book reading for children, like go ahead, just don't force don't make it to where it's forced, where like my kid or someone else's kid has to participate. Like the thing about and now, it's not thing just about these things. It's like we don't have to participate in whatever you want to be. If you want to pretend to be a giraffe all day and start a zoo, you know, like every Tuesday you're a giraffe and you you have a zoo that people can buy tickets to and come see. Great. Yeah. Just don't force my kid to go visit your zoo.
1: Yeah, and that, and I would I would also extend the idea that I don't think kids really need to be subjected to any of this stuff. Uh, literal, I mean, you're just throwing sex in front of it in any other form. If this were like just straight heterosexual se- stuff, you would be like, "Oh, this is this is weird that you're throwing all this sexual activity in front of kids." I don't even seen the videos of. I haven't of, seen say, the it's Complete. Uh, it's uh, it's disgusting. We'll just say it's disgusting uh, like that, doing these drag...
0: I'm thinking of drag in the essence of, like, a man uh, dresses up as a woman Mm -hmm. with, like, a wig and, like, a dress on or whatever. And a strap on. No. that's, That's what they're doing. Okay, I'm... I don't. I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, you can't forget that. But it's not just about live and let live anymore. It's not about you should be able to be you and I'll be me. Now it's you have to be accepting. And now a lot of people have just said, okay, whatever. I'll I'll accept this. You live your life. I'll live mine. Now it's pushing it even further. Not only can you, have you have to just, participate, you have to participate in it. And if what I do, what how I feel about my body, if that bothers you, then you're still a bigot even if you are letting me do whatever i want to do in my life i've got to be able to do it right in front of your eyes and then not just in front of you i got to be able to do it in front of your kid and if you don't like that then you're still a bigot mm-hmm. you know and it, it's just all yeah you know, the final answer is you're a bigot i don't know if you got to that but that's that's I'm, what the answer is i'm a proud bigot yeah it's a bigot pride <laughs> month man okay
0: well it's uh yeah i don't i don't i obviously i feel like this is, is you know I feel like this shouldn't have to be stated, but I'm I'm not in a fan of sexualizing things in front of kids. Uh, my assumption was is that <laughs> it was a it was like just a man dressing up as a woman wanting to host a whatever, like a, a reading of a book or whatever. And if parents wanted to bring their kids to that, fine. But if it's if there are sexual things happening. Uh, definitely disagree with that because uh, I don't believe children can consent to that type of thing.
1: Yeah, that is the thing there at, at, at what point Well, will, you know, me and you will get together and we'll watch some of the videos here a little, a little bit later uh, today. Uh, at what point are you actually hitting the child abuse level? And I believe I've seen that point hit during some of these videos. And if it were anything else other than pride month about all that, if it were literally at, if it were a, Straight sexualizing uh, people would clearly be saying that this is just pure, pure child abuse. Uh, but, but th- if you say that now, I mean, you're just a bigot. That's all it is, mm-hmm. and that's the final answer. That's what they want everyone to be able to arrive at. I want to tell you guys about our sponsor for today's show, and that is BetterHelp. I get burnt out sometimes. You guys ever get burnt out? I, I do. I work tons of hours i work at least 11 hours a day on the trading class on the podcast and all the other stuff that's going on i'm going back and forth between chattanooga and illinois seeing my family my wife's family i get really burned out okay life can be really overwhelming and you know it's not just me you're probably burned out as well maybe you don't even know it maybe you think that admitting that being burned out means that you're admitting failure or weakness or something that's ridiculous All right. It is possible to get burnout. You could, you could be experiencing some symptoms like your lack of motivation. Maybe you're irritable. I heard that, uh, from, from my wife one time as well, that maybe I was irritable. I'm tired. Now I have narcolepsy as well. So I do get tired. Uh, for sure. So we think it always has to do with work, but that's, that's not, it can be emotional issues as well. Maybe issues with friends and family, anything that's going on in your life. So BetterHelp Online Therapy, they want to remind you to prioritize yourself. You can talk with someone and figure out what is causing all of this stress in your life. All right. Charlie uses BetterHelp. He still talks to his therapist at least once a week, if not twice a week. He loves it. He started using it probably a couple of years ago and has been using it since then. He really enjoys talking to his therapist. I'm not going to tell you what they talk about. Okay. But he's been able to pick the person that was right for him. They set him up with someone and it, it's just been a really good experience so far. So they're going to be able to match you up with someone that that works for you. This is a customized online therapy. So you're going to get video phone even a live chat with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to you don't have to do the video that's just an option for you it's way more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in the under 48 hours our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com gml that's G M L. okay let's shift gears radically Back to what I found to be a hilarious article from the Washington Post about the energy crisis. A lot of really funny things. And this just goes to show you, here's, here's the good point. This could have been a White Pill Wednesday to me, this article right here. Because it talks about this transition that we need to make and we need to get this this opportunity that we have right now. But you know what's standing in the way of our green energy transition? Government red tape. Mm. And they go through all these times where they've tried to make these big things happen and the government's standing in the way because they have so many out-of-date rules and so many things tying down. People want to build new facilities uh, that it's actually slowing down everything. And I, that, actually, Imagine that. that actually makes me hopeful because I'm like, maybe the government just isn't uh, efficient enough to enact the type of tyranny that they want. Maybe they can't even do that right. You know, maybe that's the point that we've hit. Mm. And so that that's actually kind of a white pill. to me. We'll do a white pill on Tuesday. Big, from the WAPO, big solar projects are facing major delays. Plans to adapt the grid to clean energy are confronting mountains of red tape. Affordable electric vehicles are in short supply. The U.S. is struggling to squeeze opportunity out of an energy crisis that should have been a catalyst for cleaner, domestically produced power.
0: It's like the libertarians running a presidential candidate in 2016 <laughs> and 2020. They struggled to squeeze opportunity <laughs> out of
1: what should have been the most obvious time ever yeah. to have a real libertarians out there <laughs> preaching libertarianism. <laughs> After decades of putting the climate on the back burner, the country is finding itself unprepared to seize the moment and at risk of emerging from the crisis even more reliant on fossil fuels. U.N. Secretary General warned governments and investors that a failure to immediately and more aggressively embrace clean energy could be disastrous for the planet. We're all going to die. U.S. Climate Envoy John Kerry suggested that nations are falling prey to a flawed logic that fossil fuels will help them weather this period of instability. Flawed logic. Flawed logic Yeah. that uh, our supply of fossil fuels would help us get over this instability in the supply of fossil
0: fuels. You just need more blankets and sweatshirts and stuff to heat mm, your home over the winter. Which has seen gas prices climb to a
1: record high national average of $5 per gallon. He said, quote, You have this new revisionism suggesting that we have to be pumping oil like crazy and we have to be moving into long-term fossil fuel infrastructure building. We have to push back. Now, let's tie that into our conversation from yesterday and from last week as well. Here's John Kerry, out there talking about how, wow, people are saying that we need to be pumping a bunch of oil and that we got to be moving into long-term fossil fuel infrastructure building, but we got to push back against that. Why do you think the big oil companies won't push into billions and billions of more investment into drilling more, or refining more, or whatever it is or they need to do? building new
0: refineries or, yeah. or, or enhancing the current... Existing refineries. If they were to do that, it would be a stupid
1: investment for them to make. It's a really dumb investment. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really bad. It's like people buying Redbox. Right? You know, people are buying Redbox RDBX. This sucker has squeezed from two bucks up to eighteen dollars over the last uh, couple weeks or so on news that they got bought out for sixty nine cents a share. Sixty nine cents per share. Okay. And people are buying it at 18 bucks because they think it's going to squeeze even further. Maybe it will. Maybe we're going to have Wall Street Bets saying continue this thing. But there's people buying it thinking that they're going to YOLO this. And there's literally a buyout that could come through any day when they finalize it saying, all right, we're buying everything for $0.69 a share. And so when I look at buying Redbox, I'm like, that's a stupid investment for me to make. Okay, why would I do that? There's literally a buyout for $0.69 a share Mm. on this stock. By the way, I mean, if you could short it, it's going to go down to 69 cents per share guaranteed this year. It's good. It's going to. Okay. Anyway, so that's like the oil company saying, why would I do this? That's a stupid investment for me to make. We're not telling you to short it. Just It is not financial advice. I'm speculating. I did, however, buy a put on it yesterday when it was at 17 bucks and it was down around like 11 today. And I hope to see that reflected in the value of my puts at some point in time. (laughs) It was earlier when I wasn't paying attention, by the way. It Uh, went up like 50%. There you go. Okay. The country's lofty goals for all carbon pollution to be gone from the electricity sector by 2035 are jeopardized by years of neglect of the electrical grid, regulatory hurdles that have set projects back years, and failures by Congress and policymakers to plan ahead. Like, um, Like I said, they are so... Inefficient at everything that they do, that they can't even get
0: this transition correct. Well, these are the similar problems that were faced by the Soviet Union and other uh, communist and socialist uh, central-planned type of things. Is that there were so there were so many steps to make a decision, and that and there were too many people involved in making a decision that it was impossible to get anything done ever. It's and so it, you were stuck with, you know old technology.
1: The reason that they're really messing this up right now is because it's not the free market that is trying to make this really quick transition into solar and wind energy. It's the government putting billions of dollars into those forms of energies the subsidies and investments in those industries and they know that the government is causing the price of oil to be much higher uh, than it otherwise would be and so there's not a free market incentive for the long term For people to go into this because if Russia decides they're going to leave Ukraine, uh, if uh, we get a Republican president who's not going to put any money into whatever green projects there are, well, then they're going to be left holding the bag when when they start those. So because the market incentive is not driving everyone to do this rapidly right now, the government is the one that's trying to force it to happen, and they can't do it efficiently because governments can't do things like that. The challenges are further compounded by plans to build costly new infrastructure for drilling and exporting natural gas that will make it even harder to transition away from the fossil fuel. Those plans, by the way, they're saying it would make it harder to transition away because uh, building costly new infrastructure for drilling and exporting would cause prices to go down because it would increase the supply. And so they're saying that's making our transition even harder because they're doing things that are going to increase the supply and cause the prices to go down. Which they also would say, well, we don't need to increase the supply. That's not a problem. That's going to make pri- not mm-hmm. going to make prices go down. I scrolled through Washington Post by the way, tons of articles about how the oil companies are just refusing to invest in fossil in the uh, in increasing their drilling, and other articles about how well increasing our drilling wouldn't wouldn't cause the prices to go back down or anything like that. And you get this where they're saying, uh, yeah, actually, we don't want anyone to do that because that's going to hurt our transition in the clean energy. We that's, don't want that. That's
0: going to lessen the force of our hand.
1: Quote from Paul Bledsoe, a climate advisor in the Clinton administration. He says, we are running in the structural challenges preventing consumers and businesses from going cleaner, even at this time of high oil and gas prices. The effects of the U.S. government's halting approach are being felt by solar panel installers who saw the number of products in the most recent quarter fall to the lowest level since the pandemic. 24% less solar installed in the fourth quarter of 2022. The first quarter of 2022 in the same quarter, uh, quarter of 21, adding clean electricity to the power grid has become an increasingly compl- complicated undertaking, given the failure to plan for adequate transmission lines and long delays connecting viable wind and solar projects to the electricity network. The record growth in wind and solar was outpaced by the world's rising demand for energy. So they haven't been able to keep up with the increase in demand, let alone even taking care of the, the supply that we already need there are numerous hurdles in the way. This part was hilarious. There's
0: the, the, end of that, the end of that paragraph, though, the rest was largely met by burning more coal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that reminds me of a video I saw of somebody talking about a Tesla, and in, in, in the specific area it was like, okay, well, what charges the vehicle? And it's like, oh, well, you know, the, the, the local power utility mm-hmm. plant here, they're pretty efficient. And then they asked that guy, it's like, oh, what's your grid made of it's like oh we're about 91 percent coal (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's good yeah
1: makes sense that part doesn't matter though charlie what matters is how you feel and what your truth is it's not the actual truth that matters it matters what your personal truth is Mm -hmm. and if your personal truth is that you're helping the environment that's the future we're going towards right now that's it okay there are numerous hurdles the funny part Numerous hurdles in the way as outdated federal rules and local planning disputes slow projects down. In November, one of the country's larger clean energy projects faltered in the Northeast. Maine voters stymied plans for a transmission line that would bring enough clean electricity from hydroelectric plants uh, to power 900,000 homes in New England. The plan was opposed by some local conservation groups that argued the lines would create an environmental menace. In Maine's North Woods, and that hydroelectric power is detrimental to the fragile aquatic ecosystems. Okay, so this hydroelectric hydroelectric plant uh, that would have brought power to nine hundred thousand homes was blocked by environmentalist groups because of fragile aquatic <clears>
0: ecosystems.
1: I think that's hilarious. Just say it. It is I've, good. Good for them. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's great. The vote reversed a years-long multimillion-dollar state approval process, during which, Baringer said, environmental concerns were thoroughly considered and mitigated. They said that they weren't going to harm the environment. Uh, So they go on to talk about other people who are trying to, uh, to get more clean power out there, like the operators of PJM Interconnection, a grid that serves 13 states as well as Washington, D.C. They're so backlogged with proposals for solar and wind that they're putting most of them on hold. Mary-Kate Francis, the director of energy sourcing, said new projects companies wanted to develop in that area will face a multi-year wait to even be considered. Clean power producers are also hitting numerous barriers in their bid to generate huge volumes of energy with offshore wind turbines. Among them is a provision in the House mandating that only American ships can be involved in construction work on the U.S. Outer Continental Shelf. That way, we have unions involved. Gotta, you got to only have American ships involved in doing these offshore wind turbines. But amid a shortage of such American ships and to train crews to operate them, wind energy developers warned the measure would effectively halt production of offshore wind. Yet another thing being halted by our government red tape. You see, when you have all these things coming together, you got to pre- protect this group and you got to protect this group, you know, make sure these people are happy and these people are happy. They all interconnect and intertwine so much that now we just got this big traffic jam of red tape over here, even making a forced transition into another form of energy. And I think it's freaking hilarious.
0: And here you have the Washington Post now arguing, unbeknownst to them, for free market capitalism. <laughs> it is. You know, like, if, like it, look, if solar ends up being the best, like, let the best man win. Mm-hmm. Like, we are so free market. I don't care what you get to produce energy as long as it is the best, most efficient product on the market. Yeah. And look, if all this red tape was removed from solar and wind and all this stuff, maybe perhaps it could be a little bit better. Probably not because the technology is not there yet, especially for storage. But maybe they could be further along because they would have already had these investments in place probably 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they could have been making improvements this whole time. And so when a crisis like this happens, Perhaps the switch over to a, to clean energy might have been a little bit easier. But My- instead, we keep holding people back with all these regulations and stuff trying to protect all these different things and we don't let the market work itself out. And we 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 know throughout history that it just it, it always does. It's the, it's the best it is the best arbiter of finding solutions. To everyday problems. The other problem is that in the, we've been in the quickest way possible. We
1: subsidize these forms of energy also, which is another problem because the technology itself is just not there yet. We need more technological innovations, and I know there's a lot of people working on it, but the technology is not there yet. But when you subsidize it, see, there is a price level that they need to get below to get people in the market to freely choose this form of energy over the other form of energy that we're using right now. So they can either do that by uh, subsidizing that and, try and make it, to try to make it cheaper or they do things to make the other form of energy more expensive. They've been doing both of those things. They've been using your money to subsidize the new form and taking money from you by making the other form more expensive at the same time. And so they've been doing this for quite a while. But when you create that subsidy, you raise the floor of where they need to innovate to make their product even better and without the subsidy, it's just it's just not as good. That subsidy should have never been there. People should have been aiming for a lower target, more efficiency, cheaper products, but they've been screwing up the market this whole time and re- making them rely on subsidies. And, <clears throat> hey, you know what? They're getting what's coming to them, mm-hmm. all right? The sticker price of a new EV is $10,000 more than a comparable gas-powered model, and lawmakers have so far balked at the renewing sum of the subsidies designed to bring the price down. You see, even those are reliant on people putting in subsidies into the price of EVs. That's why they are even even comparable for some people to be able to buy. Even so, interest in the vehicles is so high that many buyers eager to get an EV or hybrid have found themselves instead on a wait list. That's because they screwed up all the supply chains with all the COVID lockdowns. And so they're not able to do that either. This is just a lot of Mm mismanagementism that's happening Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. The plan the administration unveiled Thursday to install hundreds of thousands of new charging stations will help accelerate the transition. What are
0: they going to charge? <clears throat> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know.
0: There's no Nobody's getting
1: any cars. They're all on wait lists. But even more crucial right now are the $7,500 federal tax credits that make the cars affordable for consumers. They have expired for several models and cannot be used to purchase used Vehicles—they mm. must be new vehicles—and so now they can't even use them when you're purchasing a new car, which then creates the supply chain backlog even more because people could be going towards more used Teslas and other used EVs. But instead, to get the credit, they got to go towards a new one, uh, which is you know really good for all those companies, of course, that are trying to make the new cars. But now people are reliant on these tax credits to try and make them more affordable. All the while, the tax credit comes from their own money. You know that they end up paying more for everything. So everyone thinks that whatever money you get, like in a tax credit for something, or whatever benefit you get, somehow so many people have convinced themselves that that just came from someone else, that it didn't come from you. You know, it's which, always which someone else. Which is why you should get all it. the
0: credits you can possibly get. Yeah, by the way. just so get so all get of your them. money back.
1: You got to try and get more than what you put in. That's yeah. the goal in yeah. life: is to get more than what you put in. <laughs> um, so we've got a little bit of time. I don't know if you want to go through this COVID thing or if you want to go through that uh, Washington Commanders thing.
0: Let's go through the commanders thing, okay? Because
1: that's an MSNBC article. And just it's hilarious. Real
0: quick, so you guys know, COVID is making all the other viruses worse. COVID is. COVID is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the flu and everything—it's It's causing it to act in all these weird ways. When
1: we uh, when we get more time, maybe we can uh, roll through that. But it, it's a weird, you know, one of those symptoms of COVID, and mm. one of the—it's the it's a, the evil, tyrannical nature of COVID that it came in. And it somehow made all the young people's immune systems more susceptible to all of our common colds and viruses that we've been dealing with for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That's just part of COVID. that it, it changed our immune system somehow to where we aren't able to fight off other common things. I don't know how they did it in that lab, but man, good job. I want to tell you guys about this upcoming online summit from Mikel Thorpe. At expatmoney.com, over 30 experts they are focused on moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. It is free to attend, and this is an online summit that is free to attend. It's going to have 30 experts on it, expatmoneysummit.com. The link will be in the show notes. Reclaim your freedom from chaos and uncertainty. There's plenty of that out there. So you're gonna learn about how to secure your own plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, and decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, legally reduce your tax burden, how and where to safely store gold, silver, and other precious metals, where the best countries are in the world to find freedom for yourself and your family, how you can get a second passport to travel the globe without restrictions and get in and out of different countries' borders. You'll learn about a libertarian island safe haven, private cities, Communities on the ocean, food and energy, independent towns in Latin America, all kinds of great stuff. Go register now for free, expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what's happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free, expatmoneysummit.com.
0: All right, from MSNBC. Jack Del Rio's Twitter gaffe is just the type of right-wing propaganda the NFL thrives on. Okay. If you don't know who Jack Del Rio is, he's been a coordinator in the NFL for a long time. Currently, he is uh, Washington Commanders defensive coordinator.
1: Wasn't he a coach for someone? Was it like the Jaguars or something? I can't I think. So. I can't
0: remember. Um, he, uh, let's see. On Wednesday, this uh, defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders found himself backpedaling via Twitter apology. Jack Del Rio, in his initial offending tweet. He questioned why authorities are looking into the Jan 6, 2021 insurrection, but not the protests for racial justice that swept the country the previous year. In the news conference that followed his initial tweet, Del Rio sounded like Tucker Carlson on a bender, making it clear where he stands on the pesky matters of U.S. democracy and racial justice. (laughs) Quote, I can look at images on the TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem, he said. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down, and we're going to make that a major deal. It's Jan 6, Jack.
1: He should have known better than this. The That's, worst
0: day in American it's history. like, this is worse than
1: insulting 9-11. I mean, the, this kind of thing. It's, it's, wor- it's, it's worse than insulting Pearl Harbor and 9-11 mm. and saying that it was nothing, that nothing bad happened.
0: This is the new day that will yeah. live in Come on. I'm surprised that it took this long to get to a congressional investigation. <laughs> I'm pissed about that. In other words, the effort to prevent a peaceful transfer of power, an effort that resulted in seven deaths... And numerous assaults on police was nothing more than a dust up. I know
1: that the I noticed jack. the death count keeps going up from January sixth, <laughs> seven. Way, it's at seven now. Are we sure
0: these aren't COVID deaths that <laughs> happened around the same time in the same area?
1: In those seven deaths, they are counting. Let's see: Ashley Babbitt, uh, who was shot by Capitol Police; Kevin Greason, who had a heart attack, collapsing on the sidewalk of the uh, uh, on January sixth. Uh, Roseanne Boyland appeared to have been crushed in a stampede of fellow rioters. Benjamin Phillips, the founder of a pro-Trump website called Trumparoo, died of a stroke. A lot of people with really uh, bad arteries were at this, by the way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was part of the criteria for going there, but I think it it was a large gathering of people uh, who had terrible Terrible arterial blockages. Terrible vascular system. The, the, the walls were either getting weak or they were getting clogged up in there. Mm. Either way, it was a really bad day for arteries, <laughs> from what I can <laughs> tell. Sorry, that's not funny, okay? Kind of is when you say it correctly, though. Mr. Greeson and Mr. Phillips died of natural causes, the the Washington Medical Examiner said in April. He added that Miss Boylan's death was caused by an accidental overdose. They They... They list this in here, and then they put this thing right under it saying, well, they said these people died of natural causes, and Boylan's death was caused by an accidental overdose. Earlier it said that uh, she was crushed in the stampede of fellow writers. Now, I don't know if you've ever done watched any of those autopsy shows, <laughs> but I've watched a few of them. And what I've noticed is that someone who was crushed to death by a stampede, remarkably... through sheer tyranny of just medical will, looks exactly like someone who died from an
0: overdose. Same thing. It's tough to tell. It was an overdose of feet on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Overdose of of pressure (laughs) coming down.
1: In the days and weeks after the riot, five police officers who served at the Capitol on January 6th died. Okay, Brian Sicknick of the Capitol Police, who was attacked by the mob, died on January 7th. Jeffrey Smith of the Metro Police Department killed himself after the attack, and Officer Howard S. Uh, Leibengood of the Capitol Police died of suicide four days afterwards. So, I'll, uh, anyway, yeah. I'll refrain from uh, any comments about these. Yeah, people's... I don't know what you're
0: saying. Are you calling this a dust up, too, Nate? I'm
1: not saying it's a. dust... Listen, the words dust up that Del Rio used, that's. Is maybe a, a little light. It was, there were a lot of people there, okay? And fine people on multiple sides, from what I could tell. He mentioned that nothing was on fire, but let's not forget the fact that there were uh, podiums stolen. They were, in fact, there was defecation on there desks.
0: Were, damn,
1: <laughs> damn. That's about what, that's what I was about to say. And uh, that deserves, from what I can tell, at least a six week trial. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, there were uh, some windows broken as well mm. flag poles um, stolen but he is correct that no one died mm. or sorry no one uh burned anything yeah no fires
0: so but with these words del rio was slandering the national protest during the summer of 2020 for racial justice after minneapolis police murdered george floyd see when george floyd was murdered that was a permission slip <laughs> to burn the whole fucking country <laughs> okay yeah it doesn't matter what you did As long as it was under the banner of racial justice. No, you are only focusing
1: on a very small minority of the things that happened, though, Charlie.
0: I know it was mostly peaceful. Which is, yeah. Okay. These were the largest protests in the history of the United States and took place in all 50 states. The violence of which Del Rio speaks took place at a a profound minority of the protest. In many uh, such cases, evidence of right-wing provocateurs has been documented. So not only
1: was it mostly peaceful, but the places where it wasn't peaceful, that was actually people on the
0: right wing mm-hmm. that did it, you know, it was the right wing terrorists mm-hmm. and white supremacists who were provoking yep. these racial justice warriors, racial justice warriors. And that's, that's how all that happened. Reducing, uh, reducing this national act of resistance to, as he said in his initial tweet, uh, quote, summer of riots, looting, burning, and the destruction of personal property is classic disinformation. Classic disinformation, Jack. What percentage of people on January 6th... May he be hung in the streets!
1: What percentage of people did something violent on J6? All of them. Every single one of them, just by being there. By being there. It was an act of violence. If not, they were at least calling for genocidal violence against uh, transgender people, probably.
0: His tweet was both depressingly ignorant and brazenly racist. (laughs) Of the Washington Commandos. Okay,
1: depressingly ignorant and brazenly racist. What he said is people's lives, livelihoods are being destroyed, businesses are being burned down, no problem. We have a dust-up at the Capitol, nothing burned down, and we're going to make that a major deal. This is depressingly ignorant and obviously brazen racism.
0: Yeah, If you can't see the racism in that, then you That's, can't.
1: Then you're racist. Honestly, we might have to take it off the podcast. It was so... Uh, clearly racist what he said
0: in his apology del rio old jack jack the bigot (laughs) (laughs) attempted to atone for referring to the jan 6 attack as a dust-up and clarified that he has quote fully supported all peaceful protests in america if he truly supported peaceful protest he would not have slandered the most widespread peaceful demonstration in u.s history which just happened to be for racial justice as riots and looting. <laughs> Never mind the $400 billion worth of damage that was done. It was oh. the
1: most widespread peaceful demonstration in U.S. history. You know, the problem that you're not noting is that the uh, Capitol doesn't have insurance and all the <sighs> businesses, uh, they have insurance. So that's right. Big deal there. Or the amount of people that died. I mean, That's probably disinformation also. It's not that there were dozens of people that died during those protests or Or anything. the
0: PTSD that was caused by those Jan 6 rioters.
1: That's a big one there. Mm -hmm. There was
0: no PTSD caused by the peaceful protesters. Del Rio's description of protests, particularly a protest for racial justice, is as old and musty as resistance itself. It's a right wing trope aimed at not only discrediting the protest, but as a uh, precursor. An ideological justification for backlash like the one we are seeing today. Del Rio received a $100,000 fine from the team. That was
1: my words right there. It's in red. So, just a note bigoted words. So, they did fine him $100,000 for the tweet. And here's an instance of checking your biases and your emotions and all that, by the way. Because when I saw that, I was like, this is ridiculous. This, I, apparently, I was drunk when I said that in my head. This is ridiculous, okay. Uh, we got free speech or whatever. And then I you know, I thought about it for a second. I was like, well, he does work for an organization and he is going to cause a big distraction, and maybe even a lot of players on the team are going to be upset with him. And uh, a lot of times people say stuff uh, that's going to bring a lot of negative attention to the team. It's very possible that they would get fined. For such thing and it's probably in his contract that he could get fined for stuff like that so while I uh, disagree with the idea for uh, of fining him really you know they can do it I guess that's up to them Yeah, he'll he, be fine
0: they don't have to <laughs> employ him
1: yeah he'll yeah. just write that off
0: I, I I made myself bleed from my gavel slam really yeah the old, huh? old Macintosh cut my finger there <laughs> The slam is too hit sharp like right
1: here. All right, let's get out of here. Charlie's actually going to be here for the end of a show today. How about that? Weird. Folks? All Weird. right, if you
0: enjoyed today's episode, like I know that you did, please smash that plus sign, which this uh, basically subscribes to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Leave us a rating and review on one of those mediums, and uh, make sure to share the show with a friend, a family member, your favorite sports team, and the children. Uh, not. In a, a gross way, share it. <laughs> in a normal way, you know, just say, Hey, there's this cool show you should listen to. And that's all you have to do. Yeah. It's, they need it now more than ever. So go to joingml.com, be part of the live group, joke around, hate on me, love on Nate. Do that at joingml.com. And if you're up for figuring out what's going on in your market, mastermytrades.com. If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.